and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you are here today. Today, we are going to talk about transformation. So we're almost at the end of the year, and it's the time that we're all going through strategic planning and getting ready for next year. And I've been thinking a lot about transformation because while we're going through that pretty significantly here at Stone Age, as we are building more advanced technology for the industrial cleaning industry, building out a software platform and, and really doing things that have never been done before in our industry. And it's so much fun, but you have to have a laser-like focus and you have to bring everybody along for the journey. And that's, that's what you do with strategic planning and, and communications planning and change management as you're leading your company through transformation. So I thought that I would spend this week's podcast talking about transformation and give you five ways to lead your team or your company through it in a way that is beneficial, in a way that really helps people embrace it so that they can be part of the journey and they can actually help you make it happen because we're all in this together. And you certainly cannot lead transformation on your own as a leader. It takes every single person in your company to understand why you're doing it where you're going, and what their role is in that transformation. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get started into how you lead through transformation, let's talk a little bit more about why it's so important. I know that people may say it's just a buzzword. And in fact, I don't like using buzzwords. And transformation certainly is one of those words that's out there a lot that businesses overuse. But it's not just that buzzword. It is absolutely a necessity in today's rapidly changing business climate. Between all of the cultural shifts that have to happen to be able to attract and retain workers in this crazy time and still dealing with inflation, dealing with global volatility and unrest, and the way technology is changing things. Like if companies aren't figuring out how to transform themselves to be able to lead through what is going to happen in the future, then they're going to be left behind. And so it's really, really important to embrace transformation and to be thinking about how transformation needs to happen in your company. You need to peer into the future. You know, what do we think the future is going to look like? And how do we evolve ourselves to be able to be successful in what that new future looks like? Transformation is really about adapting to market conditions. It's about making technological advancements. And it's about evolving customer needs. And all of these things are absolutely happening in my industry, and I'm sure they're happening in yours. Oh, we have massive labor shortages. Nobody wants to do high-pressure water jetting. Uh, it's a very dangerous business, so it's hard to bring people into the industry. Technology is changing, but there's a slow adoption rate to it because people don't want to pay for it. They don't understand it. And there's a gap between what the plant thinks industrial cleaning is and what industrial cleaning actually is. And so there's this big communication gap and expectation gap that technology is going to have to fix. And the customer needs are changing. Like if you don't have people to do the work and you have to make sure that you're doing it safely because it's really important that your employees go home every night. And we also have sustainability goals that are coming into play. How much water are you using in, in a facility? How much fuel are you using? How much air emissions are you making within a facility? Like all of those things are changing. So those are the things that are specific to my industry. And you should be really thinking about those in yours so that you can be leading the transformation within your own company to meet what those demands are going to look like in the future. 
Okay, so let's jump into this. So first, let's talk about the importance of effective leadership in transformation. The ability for leaders to be able to steer their organization towards those goals while navigating the complexities of the change is really paramount. Leaders set the tone, the pace, and the direction of the change. They are responsible for aligning the company's vision, where we're going, with the transformation that needs to happen to be able to stay relevant and to outline the steps that you need to take to go through that transformation so that the team is not just on board, but they're also really, truly committed to the journey. If you're going through a significant change, you have to have employees who are committed to helping you get there. So why is leading through transformation so dang challenging? Well, it's difficult for a lot of reasons. First, it involves changing the status quo. People don't want to change status quo. They generally prefer it, right? It's known. <laughs> Even if it's not going to be successful in the future, it's okay because it's known. People don't want to change their processes, their systems. They're comfortable in that. They have to learn something new, which of course is all really good. That helps people become more capable and more competent in their roles. But some people are like, oh God, that sounds like a lot of work, right? I know for a fact that I have some employees who are not excited about our transformation, who don't want to grow because they like the way their jobs are now. And part of me understands that. I get it when you're comfortable. But what those people don't realize is if you're not transforming, if you're not growing, you're going the other way. And it's really everybody's responsibility in an organization to make sure that the organization stays healthy. But it starts with leadership. So when you have to change processes, systems, business models, customers, you have to go through this transformation. It can be met with resistance. And that's really difficult to push through as a leader. Sometimes it can be frustrating. Sometimes you don't understand why people are scared. Sometimes you don't even know that people are because they're not telling you. So that's why it's really difficult because mostly people are just resistant to change. The second reason why it's difficult to lead through transformation is because it requires a very clear vision and a strategic roadmap, which can be challenging to articulate and implement effectively. I talk a lot about this in my book, The Ownership Mindset. I share a story of getting some really tough feedback about my lack of vision and how it felt erratic, how my decision-making felt erratic because people didn't understand where that vision was going. And I knew that there were going to have to be significant technological changes in my industry to be able to meet the challenges that we're, we're going to face in the future. But not everybody saw the same things that I saw. And I was 15 steps ahead. So when I was making decisions about buying technology companies and investing in technology and not investing in certain things, people were like, well, why are we doing this? I don't understand it. And so that feedback that I got changed the way that I led dramatically. And I was able to really improve my leadership ability because I built out that clear vision and then put a much more disciplined process in place to do strategic planning, tactical planning, and implementation. So it's really important that you have that vision, you have that roadmap, and that you tie people's jobs to the work that needs to be done so that they understand how they're part of it. Additionally, transformation involves a cultural shift within an organization, and that needs to be a gradual and often very complex process. It requires changing behaviors and practices and altering the underlying beliefs and attitudes that people have within an organization. When we went direct back in 2016, I had several people who could not believe that we were making a significant business model change. And in fact, one of my employees even shared with me, 
I thought you were going to fail. I thought this was going to fail. I could not believe that we made this decision. It changed everything about who we were as a company. We worked with dealers. We supported dealers. We didn't have relationships with the end customer. How are we going to do all of this? And they had to go through that transformation. The culture had to go through this significant transformation. And it really was changing behaviors and practices and the underlying beliefs about who we were as a company. Okay, so now let's get into the meat of this. How can you lead transformation better within your team or within your company? I'm going to give you my five top tips. And and then also I highly encourage you to read my book, The Ownership Mindset, because I talk a lot about transformation as Stone Age has evolved into the company that we are today, growing significantly over the last decade and really transforming our our business models and, and our product offering and our customer base. And so there's all kinds of tidbits in the book on it. So the first one is communicate and not just communicate, but communicate with clarity and purpose. Clear communication is vital when you're trying to drive transformational change. You have to articulate the vision like we just talked about. You need to give the reasons for change, share the why, make sure everybody understands why status quo is not okay. And then you need to communicate the expected outcomes clearly and articulately, right? You need to paint what success looks like. Transparency builds trust in the process and it helps mitigate resistance. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get any, but communicate, communicate, communicate. That's the number one thing. Make sure it's clear and make sure it's purposeful. Number two, involve the team, empower the team. Transformation is absolutely a team effort and you need to empower your team by involving them in the decision-making process. Transformation is a team effort and you need to empower your team by involving them in the decision-making process, right? I tell a story in the book about when we were going direct and we built a war room because we were really worried about the industry finding out and we were not transparent in our communication. We just kept it really secret. Everybody in the company knew we were doing something bigger, but if you weren't one of the core planning people, you didn't know exactly what it was. And that was awful. And I will never, ever do that again. It caused so much distrust when it didn't need to be there. And we left a lot of people out in that whole process. It was a huge learning experience for me about empowering and involving the team in the process. When your team, when your employees are the ones who are going to have to implement the change and the ones who are going to have to deal with the fallout, the unintended consequences, the things that you just don't know about as you're going through that change, they're gonna have to be the ones to do the hard work. They should understand what's going on upfront ask their opinions and things, involve them in the process every single step of the way. Being more inclusive really fosters a sense of ownership and commitment to the change. And you need that when you're going through a transformation. Third, you have to lead by example. This is so important. You have to embody the change you want to see. Let's say you're going through a significant culture change. If you aren't living the values, embodying the values, if you aren't abiding by the changes that you are laying out, then you are not role modeling that to your employees. And if you're not going to do it, why should they? When we rolled out the ownership mindset, I knew that we as an executive leadership team had to embody it to a T. Now, 
The ownership mindset, it speaks to me deeply. And I try to be the example for everybody in our values, living them every day by being a great teammate, by practicing self-leadership, by delivering on the Stony Assurance promise. I'm the role model. I'm the leader. And if I don't do what it takes to be a great teammate, if I don't practice self-leadership, if I'm not humble, if I'm not a relationship builder, if I'm not accountable, if I don't admit my mistakes, if I don't take care of myself, if I don't clearly articulate my thoughts, if I don't give feedback or take feedback well, I am not role modeling the behaviors I want to see in other people. The same thing goes for the transformation. You have to be there and lead. You can't just say we're doing this and leave it to everybody else. Role model it, role model it, role model it. Demonstrate your adaptability, right? Demonstrate your resilience. Demonstrate that you're having a positive attitude towards the change. And this will encourage others to follow suit. Even when things get hard, you need to lead. Don't ever forget that. You have to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Number four, foster a culture of continuous learning. This is really important. Companies and leaders are going to have to rapidly change. In fact, adaptability is probably the most important leadership trait, probably the most important human trait, employee and trait that we can have. So you need to really make sure that you have a culture that fosters that. So how are you upgrading skills and knowledge? How are you being innovative? How are you promoting a culture of continuous learning and adaptation? You need to encourage your team to acquire new skills, learn new things, read books together, go to classes, take courses online, Take on a project that you don't have experience in. Knowledge keeps the organization agile and ready for change. And then finally, monitor progress and adjust accordingly. This is really important, right? Transformation is a up and down thing. You might think I have this clear vision and this is the way it's gonna go and these are the things that we're going to do to get there, but I will guarantee that there's going to be some left turns and right turns and that goal that you set, that vision that you set out, it most likely will change. And that's why you need to monitor progress and make sure that you're still working towards the right goal. And if the vision that you set out needs to change, mine has, it absolutely has over the last five years as we've been really evolving into a more technology-focused company, we are adapting and we are adjusting. We're taking what we learn and we're saying, okay, this isn't working. We're not going to do this anymore. This is what we learned. This is now the direction that we are going to take this particular initiative so that we nail it, so that we are adaptable and really making sure that we're transforming in the right way, in the way that our industry needs us to. So you've got to monitor your progress. You need to check up, set milestones, check yourself against them, celebrate the wins and make adjustments when things need to be adjusted, when, when you get off course or when one of your assumptions was wrong. That's okay. All right, now let's talk about the pitfalls. The pitfalls that leaders can sometimes fall into when they're leading transformation, because lots of them get transformation wrong. I have certainly made my fair share of mistakes. So here are some common pitfalls so that you can make sure that you don't fall into these traps as well. So the first one is underestimating the resistance to change. As we discussed, resistance to change is natural. Leaders need to anticipate it and don't underestimate it. And even if people are telling you they're on board, they might not be. So really make sure you're doing good 
change management so that you don't underestimate it and have people silently sabotaging or even outwardly sabotaging the change. The next common pitfall is that there's a lack of alignment. Initiatives can fail without aligning the transformation with your core values and your goals and who you are as a company. This misalignment can lead to confusion and the lack of buy-in. So make sure that you're really clear. When we started our transformation to become more of a technology-driven company, we had to really explain that vision to employees and show how it fit into our core values, into our strategy, into our goals, and how if we didn't do it, we were going to be left behind. And so that was really important for that lack of alignment. So don't underestimate what can happen when there isn't alignment between that vision and the transformation and what people feel the corporate values, corporate goals, corporate strategy is. And then finally, another common pitfall is that leaders neglect the human element. When you focus solely on the technical aspects of the transformation and neglect the human element, the team's emotions, fears, aspirations, goals, what does this mean for me? Then you can derail the transformation efforts. So do not neglect the human element. It takes the entire team. And if you aren't going into those feelings, those emotions that people have, then there's a good chance that your transformation will be hindered, slow down, or even fail. All right. Well, hopefully that helped you think through some of the challenges and ways to lead through transformation and some of those pitfalls that you can fall into. Leading transformation is definitely hard, but it is so essential. It's a skill that every single leader is going to have today in the evolving business environment. And if you can effectively guide your team and your organization through transformation, then you're going to have a much likelier chance of succeeding, of really being that company that your customers value in the future. So embrace clear communication, be inclusive, lead by example, foster continuous learning, and be adaptable. If you do those things as a leader, then there's a good chance you'll get it right. Okay, on to my question of the week. This week's question comes from my LinkedIn network. Someone reached out to me after reading the book and said, you talk about the importance of being curious in your book and how you can become more curious. How can you foster more curiosity within your team? This is really important because when you foster a workplace culture of curiosity where team members are motivated to pose challenging questions or disrupt usual processes or pursue their passion, it really leads to a workplace where individuals feel more recognized and valued and inspired. So it's really important that you create an environment to be able to foster that curiosity. I'm a big believer in asking questions and letting people think for themselves in challenging situations or when you're leading a project or going through a big initiative, going through some transformation like we just talked about. The first statement I use is, I'm not sure. When somebody's asking a question of the leader or a leader is being looked to give an answer, when they say, I'm not sure, it helps show that there's intellectual modesty and it allows for people to then dive into their own thoughts on a particular problem that you're trying to solve, a conflict, a, an initiative that you're working on. I'm not sure. That says, hey, I don't have all the answers as a leader. What do you think? <laughs> so don't be afraid to say, I'm not sure. It will absolutely foster curiosity within your team. Another way to do it is to ask, 
what do you think? <laughs> I just said that a second ago too. But what do you think? That is a way to help people flesh out their ideas. Can you please share your opinion? And then go to the next person and say, well, what do you think about that? Go around the room and get people to open up and share and have that dialogue. It absolutely fosters communication. Another phrase that I use regularly is, tell me more about that, or what did you mean by that? When somebody makes a statement and doesn't go into details, when you pause in and ask them for more details by saying, hey, I'd like to understand what you meant by that. I would like to understand why you chose that word. I would like to understand where this emotion is coming from. It allows people to go deeper into the details of what they're thinking and what they're feeling. I call it pulling the thread. So don't be afraid to pull that thread. It absolutely fosters curiosity. And then finally, do not be afraid to bring people into a conversation who are not normally part of a conversation. So easily, we create these echo chambers. Management makes these decisions. But if you bring in people from throughout the organization and ask their opinion and their ideas on things, you don't know what you're going to learn. It could be really amazing. So don't be afraid to bring other people into the conversation, especially those who you might just assume, oh, they probably don't have an opinion on that. Well, they probably do. And it might just give you a whole new, fresh perspective. And it absolutely fosters curiosity. So those are my tips. I hope that those help. Great question. Thank you for asking. And now I will leave you to your day. I hope you have a great one. If you like this podcast, please write a review, subscribe to it, share it with a friend. It helps with the algorithms. And, and I really appreciate you. Thanks so much. Have a great day. 